Hi, and welcome to the third episode of Addicted to Books. I'm your host, YA, and in today's episode, I'm going to review a book by Ichiro and Fumitake. Uh, the book is called The Courage to be Disliked. So, um, this book uh, focuses on how to free yourself, how to change your life, and uh, how to achieve real happiness. So, uh, just a quick background on the authors. Um, Ichiro Kishimi is a philosopher, an oblivion psychologist, and a translator of English and uh, German languages. And uh, Fumitake Koga is, uh, is a professional writer and author. So uh, they teamed up to work on this book. And the book actually dives into Adlivian psychology. And uh, it's in a dialogue format between a philosopher and a youth. So um, I'll just give you a quick definition, or rather a short definition of Adrillian psychology. So uh, Adrillian psychology is where we try to understand the human behavior. And uh, this was coined by Alfred Adler, who was an Austrian physician and a psychiatrist. I believe we can research more on that and also who Adler was and uh, the contributions he made to psychology. So uh, the book uh, has two characters, uh, the youth and the philosopher. So the youth is a young man who works as a librarian and uh, he's insecure. He also has low self-esteem and uh, he's extremely self-conscious. And the philosopher is uh, an older man who is well-versed in adlivian psychology. So uh, they have this dialogue where the philosopher tries to explain to the young man how he can achieve real happiness. So uh, it starts off by talking about trauma and the philosopher explains to the youth how trauma doesn't exist. So uh, the philosopher explains to the youth how to live without being controlled by the past. Uh, he explains that uh, regardless of what may have happened then, it's the meaning you give to it and how it was resolved that actually matters. He also says we determine our own lives and we decide how we live because we all have the right to choose our own lifestyles. So unhappiness is something that we can't blame on our past. Our life is decided here and now. So uh, that is something that is really important that I think a lot of us forget. A lot of us focus on things that have happened in the past instead of focusing on the solution now because we can't control the past and we also can't control the future. But uh, we should focus on what is happening at this very moment. He also talks of the world being a simple place. We humans are the ones who make it complicated. And that no matter what may have occurred in your life, it should have no bearing on your life now because the past doesn't exist. It's just as simple as that. The philosopher and the youth go on to talk about anger and the philosopher gives a simple definition of anger where he says anger is just a tool that people use to overpower others and assert their own opinions and uh, I think that's something we can all relate to. So uh, the youth gave a very simple example where he was in a restaurant and uh, the waiter poured a drink on his jacket and uh, he got so angry that he shouted at the waiter. 
So uh, the philosopher explains to him that he had a goal behind that emotion. So uh, the philosopher explains to the youth that whenever we bring up the emotion of anger, we usually have a goal. So for the case of the youth, he probably wanted the waiter to clean the jacket for him. The philosopher and the youth also talk of how it's possible for anyone to change and this isn't something that you do by words but uh, by your own doing. So um, the youth goes on to explain why he doesn't love himself and the philosopher explains to the youth that this is because he only notices his shortcomings and not his strong points. He explains to him that it's okay to be you and what matters is not what one is born with but what one makes of that equipment. The philosopher also says it's extremely important to admit that and work on that. So in case you can't change something, you accept it, you accept yourself the way you are. And in case you can change something, you work towards that and do your best to change. The philosopher also talks of people make a lot of complaints about life but prefer to live it that way because it's easier for us to predict the outcome. A lot of us are scared of the disappointments that come with change and uh, we are anxious because we don't know what will happen when we make certain changes. Uh, we need to understand that uh, we need to have the courage to change and that we can change our own lifestyles and we can change anytime regardless of the environment that we're in. They move on to talk about uh, the feelings of inferiority, the inferiority complex, the pursuit of superiority, and the superiority complex. Basically, this is what the adolescence ecology is about. And um, the feelings of inferiority, these are feelings that everyone has. And uh, it's the feeling that one has no worth or is worth just so much. So uh, these feelings are basically a launchpad to growth and advancement where you do your best to make progress and make certain changes that will, imp that will improve you as a person. And hoping to improve is basically the pursuit of superiority. And people do not pursue superiority because they lose the courage to step forward. The philosopher also explains the difference between feelings of inferiority and inferiority complex. While feelings of inferiority is basically a launchpad to growth, the inferiority complex is a condition of using one's feeling of inferiority as a kind of excuse. So I'm just going to give you a short example. is where people who do not strive to succeed because uh, they say they are not educated, uh, they will say things like, um, I'm not educated, so that means I won't be able to succeed. In, to, sorry, I won't be able to succeed in the current world. This is basically someone who has the inferiority complex. So, in order to change this, we all need to confront our realities and make realistic efforts to improve. And also, the inferiority complex develops to superiority complex, which is basically where someone acts in a fabricated way of superiority. Instead of them striving to grow, they cling to past glories. So, um, for example, people who boast have a feeling of inferiority because um, they have no confidence in themselves 
and also people who brag of their misfortune use it to place themselves above others they take advantage of others and even control them so basically uh, weakness is something that can be quite strong and powerful because uh, the philosopher goes on to say the strongest person in the world is a baby because if a baby cries everyone will get up and try to make sure that the baby is safe and is okay so no one can control them because of this weakness um, another important thing that uh, they also mention is that uh, life is not a competition. The only person who is worrying about your appearance or your look or your career or everything else is just you. Because we do not need to compare ourselves to others. The healthy feeling of inferiority does not come from comparing ourselves to others. It's basically us understanding our limitations and working towards changing that. If you can't change it again, you accept you the way you are. Another thing that they also talk about is that we are not the same, but we are equal. Whatever difference that we have, that is our race, our culture, our physical look, our education status, uh, we are all equal. That is why we should treat each other like human beings. Basically, we should treat each other with sincerity. The philosopher also explains that the reason we don't feel happy while building our success is because we live in competition. Once you see people as your comrade instead of your competitor, you get rid of competition. And the neat triumph over someone disappears and this means you'll be able to celebrate their triumphs or rather their achievements genuinely. Also, the philosopher explains to the youth that we should not respond to provocations because this is basically a power struggle. So um, the philosopher also goes on to list our life tasks. Uh, basically, these are the tasks of work, uh, the tasks of love, and uh, the tasks of uh, friendship. So um, when it comes to uh, the tasks of friendship, we have uh, the genuine friendships or the relationships and uh, the superficial relationships. So uh, there's no value in the number of friends you have. We need to have friendships where the depth of the friendship or the relationship is what that matters. In the task of love, the philosopher explains we should not restrict one's partner. This means we should treat each other as equal personalities. And uh, they also move on to discuss about uh, how to be free. And uh, in order for you to be free, uh, you need to discard other people's tasks. Uh, that means you should not have the desire to feel recognition. Uh, you should not live to satisfy other people's expectations. And uh, for example, uh, when you go to a counselor, it's not the counselor or the psychologist who changes your life. It's you who decides to change your life they will just be an encouragement or maybe they will help show you the best way but it's you who makes the changes because you know what's best for you and uh, the philosopher uh, gave a really cool definition of what freedom is uh, he said freedom is being disliked by other people because this is proof that you are exercising your own freedom and a sign that you're living in your own principles 
so no one wants to be disliked but this is something that will happen you shouldn't be afraid to be disliked another thing uh, the philosopher talks of is that uh, we should not rebuke or praise uh, instead of uh, doing this we should take the encouragement approach where we show the other person we appreciate them and we are there for them in case they need any help Basically, we should build horizontal relationships instead of vertical relationships. The last thing uh, that I'd like to touch on when it comes to this book is that uh, we should touch on, again, it's just a repetition, we should focus on self-acceptance, where you focus on what you can change rather than what you can't. And uh, most people do not lack the ability, we just lack the courage to make that change. Uh, the philosopher goes on to explain the difference between confidence and trust. So uh, when it comes to trust, I'm going to use a simple explanation that the philosopher use, used. Um, he said, uh, when, a comp- when a bank gives you a loan, there's always security where you'll have to hand over maybe your title deed or your car and that and that's what trust is while confidence is doing without any set conditions and uh, it's why you believe in others you believe in them unconditionally without security and uh, this is also where the separation of tasks come in so uh when you have confidence in other people there are a lot of people who are bound to take advantage of you so uh, this is something that I'd like us to really take note of. Uh, you believe in other pers- you believe in other people, but it's not your task for you to make sure they live up to that. So uh, this is something that's really easy to grasp, but putting it into action is something that's hard. Even though our uh, confidence uh, is something that is easy to grasp and uh, hard, uh, putting into action uh, someone has to start others may not be cooperative but that is not your task at the end of the day you should focus on your own task when you focus on your own life tasks uh, you'll understand how simple life is and uh, you'll be much happier or whether you'll be a happy person and you will have freedom and uh, you'll basically love yourself and accept yourself and uh, progress so uh, the last thing uh, the philosopher says is the world is simple and life is too. So once we all understand our tasks and understand who we are and appreciate ourselves uh, the way we are and uh, not bother with uh, who likes us and who doesn't, whom do you please, whom we don't please, because that is not your task. That is something that shouldn't really, uh, that, that is something that shouldn't affect you. So uh, this is a book that I recommend to everyone. You can read it once, twice, thrice, how many times, till you're able to implement uh, whatever uh, Ichiro and uh, Fumitake are talking about in the book. So uh, that's it for today, and I hope uh, this episode has helped you get a quick summary of what the book is about, and uh, I hope you'll be motivated to read the book. So until then, stay safe.